Rise Up theme song, take three. Answering the difficult and critical questions youth may face that relate to Mormon culture and teachings. This is the Rise Up Podcast, produced by Fair Mormon. Struggles, doubts, we all have them, but how do we overcome them? In this episode, Jimmy Carpenter gives a few key insights on how we might be able to overcome struggles and doubts. If you were to look up fairmormon.org, you would see their mission statement, which states, quote, Fair Mormon is a nonprofit organization dedicated to providing well-documented answers to criticisms of LDS doctrine, belief, and practice, end quote. You'll see that nowhere in that statement does it say that Fair Mormon will solve all of your doubts, that it will answer all of your questions. And why is that? Well, because we know as members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints that learning about the gospel is a lifelong process. There's going to be times where we don't understand certain principles or doctrines of the gospel. We might not even understand things that have happened in church history. And at times, we may get frustrated. We live in a time where we can get every answer that we want at the click of our fingertips. The internet provides answers to questions that we have every day. If there's something that comes up where we want to know who played what role in a movie or what song that was that was stuck in our head, we can get online, click, and there's the answer. But the gospel of Jesus Christ, we can't do that. We know from the scriptures in the Book of Mormon, Book of Mosiah, that in the gospel we learn line upon line, precept upon precept. The Lord gives us a little here and a little there, and we gradually gain knowledge. I know that sometimes it's hard in life, You guys that are of seminary age or institute age, you may feel that sometimes things are going great in the gospel, but then you hit a wall. There's questions that you want to find answers to, but you can't. There might be things you've learned in church history or on internet websites, and you want answers to, and you're frustrated, and you can't find those answers. And that's why you come to fairmormon.org, or you go to lds.org, and you're looking and striving for those answers. There's going to be topics or issues that we face that are brought up by our friends, family members, people we work with, people we go to school with. Remember what the angel Moroni told Joseph Smith, that his name would be had for good and evil among all men. And we see that in the world today. Our Savior Jesus Christ's name is ridiculed each day. There's a lot of people who don't even believe in our Savior. So how do we get past that? How can we not get so frustrated when somebody asks us a question? Or how can we not feel angry or feel like we'll never know the answers? And that's what I would like to talk about today. I would like to talk about three points of what we can do to prepare ourselves for these situations. To start off, I would like to share a scripture. And this is from the New Testament, the Gospel of John, the 11th chapter. And I want to start in verse 47. And what's happening here is 
there's chief priests and Pharisees, and they have gotten together a council, and they're trying to figure out what they should do with Jesus Christ, who's doing all these miracles. And in verse 47, it states, Then gathered the chief priests and the Pharisees a council, and said, What do we, for this man doeth many miracles? If we let him thus alone, all men will believe on him, and the Romans shall come and take away both our place and nation. So here are these priests and Pharisees in this council. They are so scared of what the Savior was doing that they felt their power was going to be taken away. I love this scripture because this is a great example of why adversity is so huge in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Brothers and sisters, it's because Satan knows that this is the true gospel. He knows that this is the way that we can return to live with our Heavenly Father and our Savior Jesus Christ. He can't do that. And because he can't do that, he is miserable and wants to bring us down. So how can we make sure that Satan can't bring us down? How can we make sure that we don't give in to adversity? How can we face adversity with faith and the desire to move on? Well, first... We need to make sure that we are starting each day with scripture study and prayer. As mentioned in the introduction to Rise Up, I was a police officer for 10 years. And some of the areas that I was assigned to weren't the safest areas. And there was no way that I would leave my home and get in a patrol car unless I had the needed equipment. A bulletproof vest, my gun belt that had my taser, flashlight, handcuffs pepper spray. I wanted to make sure I knew the area that I worked in so I could know what neighborhoods I could, what neighborhoods I could get in and out of real easy if I needed to. I had to be prepared. My responsibility was to go home to my wife and children safely at the end of each shift. Well, we know from Moses 139 that our heavenly Father his desire is to bring to pass the immortality and eternal life of man. He wants us to go home to him. And our life here, our mortal life, it's like one big shift. And in order for us to get through that shift and to get home again, we have to prepare ourselves each day through scripture study and prayer. I want to share a couple quotes with you. And the first one was given in this last general conference by Elder Randall L. Ridd. As important as it is to leave home every day with a full charge on your cell phone, it is far more important to be fully charged spiritually. Every time you plug in your phone, use it as a reminder to ask yourself if you have plugged into the most important source of spiritual power, prayer and scripture study, which will charge you with inspiration through the Holy Ghost. It will help you know the mind and will of the Lord to make the small but important daily choices that determine your direction. Many of us immediately stop whatever we are doing to read a text message. Should we not place more importance on messages from the Lord? Neglecting to connect to this power should be unthinkable to us. I love what Elder Ridd tells us. You know, all of us, we can't live without our cell phones, most of us. 
And we're going to make sure that it's charged before we start our day. In fact, most of us have chargers in our vehicles as well to keep them charged. But are we charging our spiritual selves? Do we strive to memorize scriptures each day? Are we making sure that we're reading the scriptures, especially the Book of Mormon each day? Are we starting the day off speaking and having a personal conversation with our Heavenly Father morning and night? and throughout the day in our hearts, because this is what will charge us spiritually. This is the most important thing that we can do. I want to share another quote, and this is from Ezra Tafbenson, our former prophet, seer and revelator. And this was given in an April Ensign in 1986. And President Benson states, quote, Success in righteousness, the power to avoid deception and resist temptation, guidance in our daily lives, healing of the soul, these are all but a few of the promises the Lord has given to those who will come to his word. Does the Lord promise and not fulfill? Surely, if he tells us that these things will come to us, if we lay hold upon his word, then the blessings can be ours, and if we do not, then the blessings may be lost. However diligent we may be in other areas, certain blessings are to be found only in the scriptures, only in coming to the word of the Lord and holding fast to it as we make our way through the mists of darkness to the tree of life, end quote. The second point that I want to make is, even when we do study the scriptures each day and strengthen our testimony in the gospel of Jesus Christ, we have to come to a realization that we're going to come to certain questions or we're going to have certain doubts and we are frustrated and want answers to these questions that we have. We want to be able to go back to our friends and family members and, and say, look, this is why this occurred. That's why I love President Uchtdorf's talk that he gave in a general conference. And this was in October of 2013. Some struggle with unanswered questions about things that have been done or said in the past. We openly acknowledge that in nearly 200 years of church history, along with an uninterrupted line of inspired, honorable, and divine events, there have been some things said and done that could cause people to question. Sometimes questions arise because we simply don't have all the information and we just need a bit more patience. When the entire truth is eventually known, things that didn't make sense to us before will be resolved to our satisfaction. I love how President Uchtdorf states that, you know what, yes, there's going to come times where we have questions that we simply don't have all the information. And I love how President Uchtdorf encourages us that we need to be patient. We just need to have a little more patience because eventually... If we have faith, we can eventually know the entire truth, or at least we can have that doubt or question resolved to where we're satisfied with it, where we feel at peace with it. President Uchtdorf also states in the same talk, Sometimes there's a difference of opinion as to what the facts really mean. A question that creates doubt in some can, after careful investigation, build faith in others. About a year ago, I experienced 
some of these doubts. There were things that came up through family and friends where they asked me questions. So sometimes uh, there was questions that came up and it created some doubts. And I can say that I wanted to investigate those doubts. But what I'm grateful for is that I have a testimony of scripture study and prayer. And I always made sure that I had a sincere and deep scripture study and that I pleaded with my Heavenly Father asking Him to help me understand the questions. I always made sure that I started with those two things before I ever started to investigate into church history. And I love how President Uchtdorf says that we need to be careful in our investigation. We shouldn't focus solely on one item or topic, but we need to be patient. And I can tell you that this built my faith tremendously, this strengthened my testimony. And no, not every question that I have to this day has been answered, but I have the faith that eventually it will, or that it will be resolved to where I will feel at peace with it. I love how President Uchtdorf, which he gives a famous quote in this talk, which I have seen on frames and pictures, but this quote states, It is natural to have questions. The acorn of honest inquiry has often sprouted and matured into a great oak of understanding. There are few members of the Church who at one time or another have not wrestled with serious or sensitive questions. One of the purposes of the Church is to nurture and cultivate the seed of faith, even in the sometimes sandy soil of doubt and uncertainty. Faith is to hope for things which are not seen but which are true. Therefore, please, my dear brothers and sisters, my dear friends, first, doubt your doubts before you doubt your faith. We must never allow doubt to hold us prisoner and keep us from the divine love, peace, and gifts that come through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. We're all going to have doubts, but we should doubt those doubts before we doubt our faith. All of us, at one time or another, have felt the powerful witness of the Holy Ghost confirming to us that the gospel is true. And we should never forget that. We shouldn't let doubt overcome that confirmation, that divine love and peace that we have felt many times in our lives through the Holy Ghost. Before I get to the final third point, I'd like to share one more quote with you. And this was given by D. Todd Christofferson at a BYU-Idaho devotional on September 24th of 2013. Where answers are incomplete or lacking altogether, patient study and patient waiting for new information and discoveries to unfold will often be rewarded with understanding. With a Spirit-derived assurance in place, you can go forward in the Lord's work and continue deepening your relationship with your Heavenly Father while pursuing or awaiting answers. If you determine to sit still, paralyzed, until every question is answered and every whisper of doubt is resolved, you'll never move, because in this life there will always be some issue pending, things yet unexplained. The third and final point that 
I would like to reassure is a, a point that our beloved prophet, President Thomas S. Monchin, mentioned in his closed remarks of this past general conference. I bear testimony that this work is true, that our Savior lives, that He guides and directs His Church here upon the earth. I leave with you my witness and my testimony that God our Eternal Father lives and loves us. He is indeed our Father, and He is personal and real. May we realize how close to us He is willing to come, how far He is willing to go to help us, and how much He loves us. My brothers and sisters, I'm so grateful for these closing remarks. I remember I was working and driving in my truck, and I've heard this talk many times, but there was one time where his closing remarks hit me. When President, Mar- when President Monson reminds us that our Heavenly Father wants to be close to us, he's willing to come so far, but he is not going to interfere with our agency. We have to do our part. So ask yourselves, am I doing enough to find answers to my questions? Am I reading my scriptures, feasting? Am I pleading with my Heavenly Father on a daily basis? Am I being patient? Am I I willing to wait for the answers? Do I have faith knowing that my Heavenly Father loves me and that He's willing to give me those answers as long as I show faith? I want each of you to know how grateful I am for a loving Heavenly Father. I feel His presence and I know that He loves us so much. And I'm so grateful for that agency that He's given me that allows me to have that desire to find those answers to my questions. And I pray that we may all continue to have that desire and not give up, but be patient and be in tune with the Spirit. So may we all remember to do those small and simple things in our lives. May we all each day feast upon the scriptures, study them. May we be on our knees, speaking and having a conversation with our Heavenly Father. May we strive to seek for those answers and remember to be patient and have faith that those answers will come. And as we do so, we'll feel peace with the gospel. Thank you for listening to this episode of Rise Up. This has been a production of Fair Mormon. This and other podcasts are available at fairmormon.org. The opinions expressed in this podcast are not necessarily the views of Fair Mormon or the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Please subscribe to our show in iTunes under the name Mormon Faircast. Questions or comments can be posted at blog.fairmormon.org in conjunction with this episode. Tune in each week for another episode of Rise Up. Thank you for listening.